0: But I did watch it recorded, and it sure looked like y'all had a good time. Hallelujah, amen. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah, that was a surprise. Y'all didn't know that was coming, did you? See if you see if you didn't come, you miss out. You never know what God's. You got to... <laughs> amen. You got a got a change in the venue. Got a different meal served up. It's good to have a different meal from time to time. <coughs> Appreciate. Dr. V and them doing that, I took Cindy somewhere special for her birthday, so. Appreciate you guys letting us get away like that, it was good, but we're glad to be back. Anybody know what we're talking about? I gave you a hint up there, right? <laughs> the Believer's Authority. Let me just remind you, you know, it's so important, guys, Let's let's get a hold of this truth that we are positioned at the right hand of the Father. We've been raised up together with Christ Jesus. Let that sink into your innermost being. Listen, this is the place we live our life. This is the place that we exercise the authority God's given us. This is the place, we're going to look at it today, where we pray from. See, some of, the, some of you, the reason you struggle in your prayer life is you're praying from down here. You're praying with all your troubles around you. And, you know, when, you, when you're praying, looking through your troubles, it's an oh me prayer. Oh me, God help me. Oh, I'm going down. But I want to tell you what, there's a different perspective. You know, the, the Rocky Mountains, man, they're thousands of feet tall. But, you know, when I fly over them in a plane, it looks a whole lot different. Amen. Hey, man. Now, if I was trying to climb over on foot, I'd have another perspective, wouldn't I? And see, that's the problem sometimes. See, we're in our own place and our own energy of the flesh, and we're trying to do all this. No wonder it's overwhelming. But when we realize, you know what? We've been raised up together with Christ Jesus. I'm just reviewing a little bit, you know. <laughs> We've been raised up together with, Him. Ephesians 2, 6 says that, that God raised us up together with him and seated us with him at his own right hand. That's your position. He didn't say you're seated in the midst of all your troubles. Thank you for your enthusiasm. <laughs> turn, turn to Ephesians 2.6. I just kind of quoted it a little bit there. Paraphrase it. Let's turn over there and read it. It's in your Bible, then you know it's not just preacher talk. It's God talk. Ephesians 2 6. And God raised us up with Christ. Who is the us? It's us. <laughs> it's God's people. If you're a believer, you're one of the us. <laughs> he has, now notice he says, and God raised us. Raised is past tense, isn't it? This is already done. He has raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. That is your position. That is your place. That is where God sees you. And if you only realize it yourself, that's where the devil sees you. But he wants to bring you down off of that lofty, He wants to bring you down into the arena of your problems, of your emotions, of what other people said, of what the newspapers and the online people are saying. He wants to get you all embroiled in all of that stuff. He wants you to be again, as Paul said, to become involved in the beggarly elements of this world. That's what all the politics is about. Those are beggarly elements. Man don't have solutions to the problems that are facing us. I'm telling you who's got the solutions. God's got the solutions. And that wisdom is to be brought forth through the church. But too often we're looking everywhere else. (laughs) Listen prayer man you know you almost you know sometimes as a pastor you know you almost think well you know there's been so much taught and said and wrote and read about prayer i mean what can you possibly say lord let's talk about something else you know because you know but here's the thing all of the benefits and the potential of prayer you know why i'm talking about the church as a whole why are we not seeing more results? I'm not saying we're not seeing any, but why are we not seeing more? Why are we not being seeing more? Well, I don't claim to have all the answers, but I think one of the th- reasons, one of the part the problems is, uh, a part of it is that we're not praying from our position of authority in Christ Jesus. We're, we got begging prayers. Show me a begging prayer in the Scripture, especially in the New Testament. There's, there, there, if, we've got a, if you're begging God for something He's already given you, listen, I'm going to tell you something. You, you know what your problem is? Your, your problem is, is that, now don't get mad at me, is that you're ignorant in that area. Now, let me, let me share with you. Ignorant just means you don't have knowledge in a particular area. It doesn't mean that you're not smart. I didn't say that. But, you know, we can be ignorant in one area and yet very knowledgeable in another. Isn't that true? Absolutely. And so in this place of prayer, the reason I want to connect it this morning to our position in Christ and our authority is because, you know, so many Christians, you know, and it's so easy, boy, you know, you know, something happens, somebody says, y'all pray for me. And Oh, yeah, we'll pray for you. But sometimes I think, you know, our prayers are, are superficial. Not, not, not that we're superficial, but just because of our lack of understanding, our prayers are superficial. We pray something, and it, it soothes our conscience, but it doesn't change anything. When you see the great promises of prayer, Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, he said, I'll do it. What? If you ask the Father anything in my name, he will give it to you. Wait a minute. Does that mean what it seems to mean? Or do we need to, you know, come in there and put our own interpretation on it? Listen, the foundation of our prayer life, it stems from our position in Christ, our authority. You are authorized to connect to the heavenly storehouse through prayer. Didn't Paul say, my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches where? In other words, in the heavenly realm. That's where the storehouses are. Everything you need is in the storehouses of heaven. Come on. Everything you need is there. And so prayer is the way, and we are authorized because of our position in Christ We are authorized to access the heavenly storehouse through prayer to receive everything we need down here that pertains to life and godliness. Our position in Christ. Raised together and seated with Him. Now, notice in 1 John, I want to read some of these. I want to whet your appetite even though you've read these before. 1 John 5. 14. Listen to this. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. Now, where do we approach God? How do we approach God? That has everything to do with how we receive or don't receive. He that cometh to God must what? Well, what are we to believe? Well, is it believed that He is? But also, we're to believe that what? We've been raised up together with Him. And seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Paul, or the writer over there in Hebrews, I believe it was Paul, but we won't argue about it. (laughs) But over in Hebrews says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Well, you don't have too far to go if you're seated at the right hand. See, some people are trying to pray their way into the throne room. You know? (laughs) Used to hear the old Pentecostal say, we're going to bombard the gates of heaven. Well, what do you want to do that for? You already see it at the right hand. Seems like to me, I, you got to leave the throne room to go out by the gates. You see, we, see I, but that sounds so, so humanly religious, doesn't it? We're going to bombard the gates of heaven for the answer we need. As if God is reluctant. God's doling it out with an eyedropper. You know, stingy old God. You don't want nobody to have nothing. You know, and if you do get something, he's liable to take it away from you. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Oh, my gosh, I've heard that quoted out of context so much. Anyway, he said, This is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. He hears us. That has to do with position. I am His child. I am His child. Now, don't go getting all religious about the will. Well, you just don't know. We can't know what God wants. Really? Well, how could He expect you to be obedient? That If you can't know the will of God, then it would be wrong for Him to expect you to be obedient. Isn't that right? I mean, if you can't, of course you can. The problem is, we haven't taken time to find out what the will is. Let's be honest. If you're not sure what the will is, that's not God's fault. He's given you His word is His will. The last will in New Testament of the Lord Jesus Christ. Read the will. You're an heir. You're raised up, seated at the right hand of the Father. That's why we can have confidence. He said, come with confidence. He didn't say come with, with doubt. He didn't say come with fear. He said, come with confidence. Confidence. He said, and if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of Him. Now, this is, this is our position. This is God's promise to us that we can, because of our position in Christ, you can come boldly, you can come boldly, confidently, courageously, expectantly, without a doubt, you can come into God in prayer expecting to receive what you ask. Boy, if if we really get a hold of that, talk about some people praying i mean you know jeff bezos gave you his checkbook he said every check you write and sign he said i'll honor well i ain't gonna write one i just don't think it'd be right after all that ain't my money that's bezos money but see we see we chuckle about that but we do that with god god said i'm giving you the checkbook Make, honey, make that out for a quarter. Yeah, well, let's just let's just really get out there. Make it out for a dollar this time. Oh my gosh! Amen. <laughs> hey, what did he say? Now, let me give you one other, cause I, I, cause I'm gonna hit it hard about authority, but I wanna, I wanna hit this part first, so you will understand. Your position. In John 15, the Gospel of John, 15. Jesus is speaking here in verse 7. Now listen to this. If you remain in me, if you abide in me, you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done to you. So here's the thing. Now, if he had just said, if you if you abide in me, we'd have made, because we're raised up together with With Christ, we're we're in Him. He's in us. Amen? But he said also, he said, said, my word needs to abide in you. The reason being because if His word's not abiding in us, we won't know what the will is. And see, if you pray not really sure what the will of God is for that thing, you're going to always pray with some doubt there. And Jesus said a little doubt, a little leaven, leavens the whole cake. A little doubt will spoil the whole prayer. Hello? So you can't pray. Well, I was 90% sure. Yeah, but the 10% is what's getting you. Come on. Amen? I mean, you know, they got this bottle of water. It says here, it says it's purified water, whatever that is. So suppose I just put a couple of drops of strychnine in it. It's mostly purified water. Why wouldn't you want to drink it? every day (laughs) but we see we pray amiss we don't receive and then we build a theological framework to explain it all rather than just being honest and saying wait a minute what does god's word say if his word says this if his word says right and i'm over on the left that doesn't mean i create a a theology of left really means right it means i get right amen so His Word has got to abide in you. His Word's got to abide in you. you got to find out what He said. God never says one thing and does another. Are you listening? He's not a human. Now, see, sometimes we make a promise and we don't follow through with it. Now, I know you've never done that, but I'm just talking about there's people that do that. But God's not that way. If He makes a promise, He always does it. He never changes. He's not a man that he should lie. Okay, so we, we, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of right now. I'm doing like they used to do the lumberjacks, you know, uh, years ago, you know, with the big trees, the big redwood trees and sequoias, you know. Now they're protected, but they used to they would harvest those things, and you know they'd have to clear what we would consider here a tree, but they just clear the underbrush so that they could get up to that big one. I just cleared some underbrush so we could get up to the big one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to talk about authority in prayer. Amen. Turn to Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43. Verse 25, God is speaking. He said, I, even I am, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Now, we usually look at it from our point of view that God blotted out our sins for my benefit. And, of course, that's true. But notice what he says here. He says he blotted out our sins also for his benefit because our transgressions stood in the way of God's will and God's blessing being poured out on us. And see, this is what hinders us so many times in prayer. You go to prayer, and you know, instead of rehearsing what God said, you're rehearsing about everything you did that was ever wrong in the past. Well, you know, I'm just not worthy. Well, who was? But see, you're still, you're still, you're still, see, thinking as if God didn't do anything. You're still re- th- saying that as if Jesus wasn't raised from the dead. You're just, you're talking. You, your perspective is still, you're still over there in the Old Testament. You're in the old covenant. You're way behind. You need to catch up to. You need to catch up to up to date. Get up to date. You know, my, on my computer all the time. It's always, you know. Microsoft or Huawei, you're coming through, you need an update. You need an update. Your system's not up to date. It's not working. It could be, it's not working to peak, whatever. You know, some people, you need to get an update in your thinking, in your believing, in your perspective, especially when it comes to prayer. You get down to pray, and the you know, and, the, and you the devil just puts all kind of guilt and condemnation and all this stuff, and you're no good, and you're not worthy, and you're just a bum, and you're just a worm, and blah 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 blah. Then you're gonna go pray a prayer of faith. I don't think so. He's gonna get down to that old begging prayer again. <laughs> now notice. He says, I, he says, I'm blotting them out, and he says, I'm not going to remember them anymore. So when you go in prayer, why in the world do you want to rehearse all that stuff that God's forgotten before you can get down to it? Come on. You know, may I suggest that a better approach would be, why don't you just worship Him first, for thanking Him for all His goodness, thanking Him for the power of the blood, thanking Him for the work of the new birth in you, that you're a joint heir, you're raised up, you're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You've been released from the dominion of darkness. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Do that and then pray. He said, review the past for me. Let's argue the matter together. State the case for your innocence. Now, here's the thing. This is what I do. If condemnation tries to come on me, I say, wait just a minute. Hold up. I'm arguing my case here a minute. Wait a minute. The Bible says that Jesus died not only... My, for the, my sins, but for the sins of the whole world that were sinned and much, once abounded, grace does much more abound. And if anybody be in Christ, he is a brand new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God has blotted out my transgressions and my sins. He remembers them no more. See, that's why I know He's not the one reminding me because He don't remember them. <laughs> So it couldn't be him bringing them up. Don't fall for that. Amen. But notice he says, we plead our case. And in prayer, because I want to start here, you know, we're talking about a lot of times in prayer, we think about our individual case and all that, and certainly God wants us to do that. But we also need to realize that because of our position and authority, we can begin to intercede we can begin to pray for others. Amen. Remember Jacob, when he was coming back, you know, and it says he wrestled, you know, with the angel all night. He wrestled with God, and he says he wrestled with God and prevailed. You know, here's the thing. We have a position. He called him. That's when his name was changed. He said, you're no longer the deceiver. He said, you're the prince of Israel. You're a prince with God. Well, we're, you're, you're a princess and a prince. We're kings and priests. We are in that position with God. So now we can begin to pray and to intercede from our place of authority. We're not begging God to change our nation. We're laying hold together with what God has already provided. We're taking our place as sons and daughters of the Most High God, as kings and queens and priests before God, and we are praying to release God's power, God's will, God's purpose, For others, we know this, look over in Genesis 18, you're familiar with this, but it won't hurt us to look at it again in this light, through this lens of authority. Now, the Bible says, in, again in Hebrews, that we have a better covenant than those that went before us had. We had a better covenant than they had, established upon a better sacrifice, a sacrifice of Jesus, and better promises because of a better sacrifice. But notice what Abraham was able to do here, even in in the covenant that he had with God. You know, they had come and visited with, you know, with with uh, uh, Sarah and Abram. They had fed them a meal and everything. And then uh, the Lord said, "You know, we're going to go. Uh, you know, uh, to Sodom and Gomorrah. Their sins come up. And the outcries come up before me." He said, "I'm going to." find out personally what's going on here. So the men turned their way in verse 22 and went towards Sodom, but Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Where was Abraham standing? Where are you standing? Our father Abraham, the father of faith, he st- by faith he what he stood before the Lord. By faith You stand before the Lord. Then Abram approached him. He approached him. Listen, you can approach God because of the blood. You can approach God. Your position in Christ. Let us come boldly. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Confidently. He said, approached him and said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? And then you know, I won't read it for the sake of time. But he goes on talking about it. He starts out with 50 and works all the way down to 10. I believe if he'd have gone on down to just to where he got to Lot's household, (laughs) God probably would have spared it. But regardless of that, notice what he did. He what? He began to reason. Notice what he said. Because of our position, because of our place of authority, he he said, he said. he said, plead your case. Come talk, talk to me about it. Talk to me about it. You know, when we're p- praying for someone, maybe it's a family member. You know, plead your case. Present your argument. Wait a minute, Jesus. Wait. Now, well, not. All, I mean, think about the audacity of this man, Abraham. He's standing in the presence of God and says, Now, surely, Lord, the God of all the earth, you're going to do the right thing. Ooh, that's strong. I said, that's strong. That's strong. Man, you know, if we prayed that way today, all the religious people, man, they'd call us a heretic. But listen, God says, come boldly. That's boldness, isn't it? That's bold. Stand before the Lord and say, well, now, Lord, I I know you're the Lord of all the earth, but now you're going to do the right thing here, aren't you? I mean, you now, you said if I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, my household will be saved. Now, you're going to do the right thing by my sons and daughters, aren't you? You're going to do the right thing by my spouse, aren't you? You're going to do the Surely you will, Lord. I know that you will. The blood, Lord, the blood's up there. The Bible says that, that the blood of Jesus has been put on the altar there in the heavenly holy of holies. The blood's up there speaking, the blood's up there interceding, saying their sins are forgiven. Surely, Lord, you're going to move in our communities. Surely, we're going to see the harvest. Surely, people are going to be set free, Lord. Surely, the go- sick are going to be healed. Complete. He didn't say come beg. He said complete your cause. No, the plea, the plead here is not what we think. See, we hear plead. We think beg. No, it's like it's like a an attorney in court. If you've ever had to go to court, or if you've served on a, a jury, I have a few times. Usually, they dismiss me as soon as they find out that you're a preacher. They don't want you on it. It's the truth. But I've served on 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 uh, one. But you know, uh, when the, when you're in the courtroom, you know each side has an attorney, and the attorney gets up and pleads his particular persons that he's he, you know he's representing. He pleads their Their case. He says, look, you know, he presents evidence. He presents the fact. That's what he's saying. Come plead. Plead your case. God, you said. And and we do it. Listen, and all of those attorneys, they have to be qualified to come and plead someone's case in court. They have to be authorized you can't I'm now you can you know represent yourself but I wouldn't suggest it unless you (laughs) know what you're doing but they have to be if somebody else if they say they're an attorney they have to be authorized they have to have had uh, uh, studied the law they've had to show that they are approved by passing the bar and and so forth and so They can't you know here's the thing we have a position we have a place of authority. You're authorized to plead the case for others. The judge, so to speak, will hear you. You can't approach the bench, <laughs> as they say in legal terms. You, you can do it by the blood of Jesus. And so here's the thing. what You know, when we pray, what are we, what are we doing? I was reading about uh, Charles Finney, if you've never heard of him, he was one of the great revivalists in the early days of this nation. I mean, wherever he went, shook. New England shook places. I mean, whole towns would get saved. Everything would just close down. But, you know, you know. and he, he, he said when he would go out, he said he went out in the woods to pray because he prayed loud. I understand that. <laughs> Sometimes I pray loud. <clears throat> Not because God's deaf, just seems like the right thing to do. But you know, he said he would. He he find himself saying, "Now, God, you don't think we're not going to have revival in this town, do you? You know, you don't. You don't think that's going. We're going to have revival here now, Lord. We're not. We're. I mean, it's not. This is not going to be the exception, is it, Lord? Come on. So here's the thing. You know, where this is what I'm saying. Are we? Are is our prayer life based on our position? in Christ, at the right hand of the Father, as authorized representatives, ambassadors of the kingdom. If Jesus were here praying, what would he pray? God, kill them all. Would he? I said, would (laughs) he? God, bust her teeth. God, get the Republicans. No, God, get the Democrats. Come on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we can pray for others, we can pray for nations. We won't look at it but in Daniel 9, that's what Daniel did. He he found and here's the thing He found something searching the scriptures of his day. He found a prophetic word that God had spoken about Israel being delivered from their bondage. And just based on that, he didn't get, he didn't, at that point in time, he didn't have a vision from anywhere. He didn't have a special word from anywhere. A prophet didn't come from somewhere down. An angel didn't come, at that point, didn't come down from heaven. He just saw in the word where God had said this. Through the prophet Jeremiah. And he got got to looking at that thing and staring at that thing. He said, You know what? The time for Israel's release is now. And he just set himself to praying. And he just prayed. (laughs) I mean, you know. And he began to intercede for a whole nation. His prayers moved God. See, sometimes we think, well, if God wants to do it, he'll do it. You know, God wants to bless me, he will. If God wants my kids to be saved, he'll save them. If God wants revival here, he'll send revival. No, someone needs to ask. John Wesley. Now, you can't accuse John Wesley of being a fanatic, can you? <laughs> he said it seems that God can do nothing until someone asks him. Why? We have been delegated authority as His representatives in the earth. And though our position is seated with Christ, we're also here in the earth. And because we're in the earth, we are partnering together with God as we plead and pray for our nation. But listen, our prayers, we're not begging God to do something. We're cooperating with God as sons and daughters of the Most High God seated in the place of authority as a part of His church. You have power with God. You have power with God. You have favor with the King. He is disposed to show you favor. And what we do through prayer is we take that favor and we disseminate it to those who, just like us at one time, didn't deserve it. It's it's not a matter of didn't deserve it. None of us deserved it. Let's just move on past that. So we want to pray. So we want to put God in remembrance. What do we put God in remembrance of? Well, the finished work of Jesus, for one thing. You know why we can pray for the lost? Because the Bible says that he died not only for our sins, but also for the sins of the whole world. That would include your family, wouldn't it? That would include your neighbor, wouldn't it? That, That would include the guy down there that's got the foul mouth, wouldn't it? Come on. Oh, I can't get around them they cuss Lord have mercy you need another dip not a dip of snuff either Jesus hung out with sinners all the time you think it sullied him some of us are so worried about our reputation come on Jesus say, it says that Jesus in Philippians he made himself of no reputation so being worried about reputation, we ought to be worried—not worried about anything. But if we're going to be concerned about anything, it ought to be: Are we pleasing God? Amen. I mean, you know, that's like saying, you know, what? I would go fishing, but you know, I'm get my feet'll get muddy down there on the creek bank and everything, so I'm just going to run some water in the tub here. We'll just fish out of the tub. nobody get dirty, I won't get hot or sweaty, bugs won't bite me, you ain't catching no fish either, are you? (laughs) Amen. As we pray, though, we plead the promises of God, the finished work of Jesus, we we remind God, God, just like Abraham, God, you're the the God of all the earth, you're the God uh, who loved God so loved you gave your son. You're not going to withhold salvation, are you? You you you're going to move, aren't you? You're going you you didn't give us this building so that uh, you know 50 of us could be comfortable. You want to fill it up, don't you, God? You want to reach the hurting and the broken, don't you, God? You can bring them in. We don't care if they smell. <laughs> Trying to, brother. And we stand but we stand on our right at, our right standing with God. We have been authorized. Thought, we're talking about authority in prayer. What are we doing with sometimes we're just playing with the things of God, aren't we? But but we need to get down to bit. It's serious business. It's serious business. Man, how many of you believe in heaven? I mean, really, 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 really be- How many of you believe in hell? You really, really, really believe there's a place called hell and that, that people are there right now suffering. And there, there is no more chances for them. Well, listen, if we believe that, that would motivate us to do some serious praying. Amen. <laughs> Absolutely. And then uh, turn over to Ephesians 6 real quickly. Authority in prayer. I say this not to make us, well, You know, we come to church and we're so concerned, you know, that we're going to offend somebody or we're going to say God requires something of you. (laughs) You you know, God doesn't give away participation trophies. You know, in sports, you know, they, they got to, I know by the time my kids were young and involved in sports, you know, everybody got a trophy. Everybody got a trophy. But you know what? That's human sentiment. We understand that from a human point of view. That's human sentiment. You know, here's the thing. If if God's going to do it that way, then the the disobedient Christian will get the same reward as the obedient Christian. The Christian that paid the price and the one that didn't pay the price is going to get the same reward. Not. I said not. Now, you got the same salvation. I'm not talking about your salvation. You listening to me? You don't worry. But listen, they're, 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 you know, what we do with what we know we'll be accountable for. It's just the way it is, guys. You know, it's not, a, you know, the rewards are not for, you know, well, you know, I was part of the body of Christ. So you're going to get the same reward as that person who gave up everything and obeyed God and sacrificed and i don't think so that's not that's not what i read in the scriptures amen <laughs> the bible says he's going to give to every one of us according to our deeds that's not salvation that's reward I'm not talking about salvation's free amen thank you i didn't think that would go over so well you know because we you know we're you know we want to be on the dole I'm not talking about us necessarily, but in our culture, it's all about the dole, you know. We look at God like we look at the government. Yeah, the government's going to take care of us. Let me get back over here. I'm going to get in trouble. Verse 18. He talks about the armor of God. You know about that. He talks about our warfare and everything. And then in 18, he says, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. We are to pray in the Spirit with all kinds of prayers and all kinds of requests. In other words, we should be Spirit-led in our prayer life. But sometimes we're so busy, we're so preoccupied with life and living and stuff and making a living, trying to beat the devil out of the living room. <laughs> we we don't, we're not sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit in this matter. We need to be led by, he said, praying in the Spirit. Now, we who are who are, are filled with the Spirit, we We speak in other tongues. We know that that's one aspect, but that's not the only aspect. That's an important aspect, and I want to tell you something. If you're filled with the Spirit and you you speak in other tongues, Paul says, I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding. You ought to be praying with the Spirit a whole lot. I'm talking about in your private life, in your prayer closet. You need to be praying in the Spirit a lot because he said, he that prays in the Spirit, it prays in an unknown tongue. He said he prays and speaks mysteries unto God. How be it in the Spirit? He's speaking mystery. He's speaking to God. That's a perfect way to pray. And there are a lot of things that we need to be praying about like that. We need to be praying. Praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit over those men. Praying in the Spirit over your family. Praying in the Spirit over your community. Praying in the Spirit over your nation. But and, and I'm a big believer in that. I do a lot of that. I do it like Paul said. I speak in tongues more than y'all. Don't know if I do that, but I pray a lot in other tongues. But that's not the only thing this means. That's part of it. But he says be led by the Spirit. One of the things is discerning the situation. The Holy Spirit. Will give you insight if you will be sensitive as to how to go about praying for a particular person. If I'm praying about a situation, or if I'm praying for a person and I don't and I don't see anything happening, you know what? I don't say, God, you're just a liar. Or God, you just don't want to save them. You don't want to heal them. You want them to stay in bondage. After all, they're old dirty sinner. They deserve it anyway. Deserve what they get. No, I, you know what I do? I know, wait a minute, I need some more insight. A More insight. See, you can be right as far as you know, but you know what? As far as you know might not get you as far as you need to go. <laughs> so sometimes we need some more information, and we need to allow the Holy Spirit to show us it might be using our authority in our. Yeah, I'm talking about in our prayer closet. We might break a uh, a controlling spirit that the that the Holy Spirit will show us. This is what's blinding their hearts. This is what's keeping them from coming to the Lord. This is what's holding them in bondage in their sickness or whatever it might be. See that that's just one example. It could be that. But see, we need to be in our prayer closet and and as we're praying over this situation, and the Holy Spirit shows something, we take our authority. Jesus said, whatever you bind, whatever you lose. He said, if the strong man is bound, you can come in and, what? You can spoil his whole household. See, when we pray for God to do what he already says he's going to do, okay, that's one aspect of it. But we need to go a little bit further because sometimes, you know, uh, I remember uh, Brother Hagin, Dad Hagin, he said this. He said he'd prayed for his uncle for years to be saved. Man, he said, you know, said he, he was going at it again one day. He was in his car, he was riding along, you know, and he said, oh, God save Uncle Larry. And he said, He heard a voice just as clearly as any man's voice. He, he said, That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> he said, He pulled the car over. He looked in the, you know, this was in the 40s, in the big high seats. He looked back there like, See, sometimes that's what we 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 know we're praying, and God's like, "That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I, that's what I, I want to save them. I want to heal them. I want to deliver them." But we got some. Our prayers got to go a little bit further than just you know saying, "God, do." Yeah. So we're led by the Spirit in prayer, and then uh, you know we need to discern the times. This is this is one of my. Go to scriptures in this time that we're in right now. Zechariah 10, verse 1, he says, Ask the Lord for rain in the springtime or in the time of the latter rain, and God will send his thunderstorms, his bright clouds, and give showers of rain to all people in their fields, everyone in their fields. I believe that we are living in those times when God says he wants to pour out his Spirit upon all flesh. You know, when we meet here, you know, for our monthly prayer time, you know, what I in, I endeavor to do is, is you know, is set up our prayer time based on what I feel like the Spirit of God is saying, a discernment of the times, and then when we get in here, we just allow the Holy Spirit to take us in any direction He wants to go. But I, but I know this is something God wants to pray about. And so there, if we'll be discerning... Of the times, we can find that there's certain things. Okay, this is the timing of God. And when I pray in the timing of God, my prayers and my authority are partnering together with God for a specific thing He wishes to do. See, then I can be bold. Then I can be confident. Praying In the spirit, led by the spirit, discerning the situation, discerning the times. What is the times? Are we living in the last days? I believe we are. What does God want to do? He wants to pour out His spirit on all flesh. Amen. Sinner flesh as well as saved flesh, so to speak. God wants God wants to show His mercy. God wants to show His grace. God wants to show His goodness. God wants to show His love. God wants to show His power to those who are outside the four walls, and even to those inside who have never tasted that aspect of God. Amen? Also, the promise coupled with the Spirit working in us. Notice what Paul says here real quickly in Philippians. See, our strong desires. Paul says here in verse 6, he says, he says, we're confident of this, that he who begun a good work in you will carry it on until the day of Jesus Christ. And then in chapter 2, <clears throat> in verse 13, he says it this way. He said, it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. If we will be sensitive, we will, we will realize that the Holy Spirit's moving in us at times. There are times when the Holy Spirit will <clears throat> will move in my heart. There are things that I, I know I have to, this is what I need to be praying about. Me. Not the prayer line. Me. Because see, I may, I may, see, He may not be moving on you that way and I ask you to pray and say, okay, well, I'll pray. But you know, a lot of times that's just mental praying. But when the Holy Spirit the yearnings from inside, the desires from inside. It might be for your family. It might be for the 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 timing of God and things that God wants to do. It could be any number of things. But we need to learn to recognize that and begin to pray that out. 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 You say, how long do I pray till the desire subsides? Oh, I gotta get my sleep. Okay. So desires the promptings of the Spirit. He's, you know, there's a scripture that says, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. They said looking for somebody. You know, not not endeavoring to put condemnation, but here's the thing, guys. We will give an account to God, even as believers, for, for our time, for what we did. God says, I'm looking for somebody. Well, somebody just just make yourself available. Don't try to work something up. Just be available. Amen. Just just hang around the throne room. You know what I mean by that? Spend time with God. Just just get in the presence of God. You don't have to have any Just, just hang around the throne room. I just want to worship you, Lord. Just want to be with you. I'm here. You know. If you want to use me, prayer, great. I'm here. I'm just otherwise I'm just out with you hallelujah this is wonderful i love you lord oh thank you lord hallelujah thank you for saving me thank you that you're at work in the earth thank you lord for what you're doing in my family what you're doing in my church what you're doing thank you lord i just bless you all of a sudden you know how about praying over this for me you know the bible says that jesus Is making intercession for us. And a lot of times, you know, all he's looking for is for somebody to agree with him here on the earth. Give us some action points here. Upon what do you base your prayers? Say, well, I'm basing them on the word of God. That's good and that's right. But you know what? You need to also base them upon what? Your position. In heavenly places the authority you're authorized you're an authorized intercessor for heaven in the earth you're an ambassador you know cindy and i was on the mission field you know it, one of the places we were in in bolivia <coughs> you know uh where we had our bible school and everything right there you know uh, there, there were it was in the neighborhood where where a lot of the embassies were you know and all the ambassadors you know the ambassador from you know, United States was there. We met him, and you know, uh, so forth. But you know, they they were there on behalf of the United States interest. And as they interacted with the with the government of La Paz there in Bolivia, you know, as they interacted there, they 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 were working, you know, for the benefit what not only of Bolivia but also for what the interest of the United States. Well, we are authorized ambassadors of heaven. What is God interested in? Uh, What is He interested in? He's interested in people. Jesus didn't die for a Cadillac. He died for people. He didn't die for a house. He died for people. He died for people. He's interested in people. <clears throat> Does condemnation or doubt hinder your prayers when you get down to pray? You need to remind yourself and remind the devil, well, wait a minute. Not only are my sins been paid for and forgiven, God doesn't remember them anymore. So devil, you just get out of here in Jesus name. Amen. I ain't going to have none of it. I said I ain't going to have you now because it'll hinder your faith. <clears throat> it'll hinder your prayers. It'll subvert your authority. Then finally, base your prayer life on your position of authority. Hallelujah. You are God's king, God's queen, God's priest. You you are God's representative. You are washed in the blood. You're a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. You're an overcomer. You're seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The greater one's living in you. All the promises of God are yes and amen to you. All that's left is for us to get on with it. You've got everything you need. You've got everything you need. Well, I was just waiting for a feeling. You know, I found out if you get started, feelings will come. Amen? You start worshiping, feelings will come. You start praying, feelings will come. But see, what you don't understand is feelings is keeping you from starting. I don't feel like it. You ever got up Monday morning didn't feel like going to work? What'd you do? You went to work. <laughs> didn't you? You just went to work. Feelings be hanged. We're going to work. <laughs> Amen. Well, if you can make a decision like that, you can also make a decision for God like that, can't you? Oh, God, man. Lots of times when I come pray, I don't... If I went by feelings. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like praying all the time. But you know what? I don't let feelings rule me. I said, well, too bad. We're praying. And I found out when I, once I start that, and the Holy Spirit takes hold together with me, I have a whole bunch of feelings. But you know what? I can pray with feelings. I can pray without feelings. It's all about my position. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, this morning. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.